How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake, and I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going tonight, Dave? Uh, terrible. How's it going yeah. with you? Well, I think okay. I know I turned my volume down for this episode. Now I'm looking at the little bar, and it's like, yeah, it's a little tiny. Your bar looks like mine. We finally it's... have the same bar girth. Oh, does it actually on your screen? On uh, mine, it shows the same, yeah. Okay, good. Well, I'll Usually trust you. mine is just the smallest wavelength out of everybody's mm -hmm. and then yours is fluctuates and then you have a guest who's like making their own little roller coaster tycoon over there uh -huh. <laughs> just because they're not like naturally starting a sound but instead they lead into it and they calm down <laughs> uh -huh. <laughs> um yeah that actually literally did show up on the bar um but uh terrible huh yeah Health stuff's just been a nightmare for a very long time. Mm. Uh, coming to a head. Hoping to get on a lot of cool drugs, and we'll see right. where it goes from there. Well, it is. There's, there's definitely a movie for this. There's like Nightmare Before Christmas, right? Nightmare on Elm Street, I think, is coming up. That one is actually Halloween, right? Is that where one of the big ones came from? Nightmare Before Christmas is a Halloween movie, yes. That one is a Halloween movie. Is Elm Street a Christmas movie? I gotta. The Mary familiar Elm with Street? That's a Christmas movie. <laughs> Isn't Nightmare on Elm Street also a movie? Yeah, it is. I don't know what the Freddy Krueger one's called. Is that Nightmare on Elm Street? That one's from that one's Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, <laughs> but there is like a miracle on Elm Street, right? Yes, that a is the Jason Bourne. No, miracle. <laughs> <laughs> well, ask why us about our pop culture knowledge miracle on 34 34th street ah uh, yes is a pg christmas okay. movie with a little girl in a bowl cut my my favorite look on anybody <laughs> <laughs> the gregorian saint <laughs> that's that's gonna that's gonna do you well in life uh-huh yeah um but yeah i guess you know tis the season for Halloween. I don't know. This isn't really a segue. We can talk about something else if you want. I mean, I'm always fine to talk about Halloween. Mm -hmm. I can't divulge too much, though. That's fair. I have to let certain things be surprises. Mm. Because but I will say I've not picked a Halloween costume in the slightest. I haven't either. It was actually a very busy month for me. Yeah. Um, it's like there's the wedding... And there's a lot of puppy sitting. Then um, we got friends visiting. And then there's just everything I normally do. <laughs> um, and then a Halloween party, naturally, which, of course, I won't try to pull secrets from you for. Good. I don't I've made no plans as far as anybody's aware. <laughs> I like I like that. I like um well I'm not gonna try to get it out of you. Your turn to talk. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I have some ideas uh brewing about. A lot of them are dumb, but I hope just like with uh, the banner, it just I'm going I wanna make people smile mm -hmm. and that's about it. So that's if I've good. achieved that, I'll be happy. Mm -hmm. 
last Halloween, Dave was just ripping people's masks off. He's like, no, I must see the smile. Your teeth. Show me your teeth. <laughs> it was terrifying. It was very successful. Yeah. Uh, Everyone was... got COVID. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Um, no, Halloween's Halloween's a pretty, pretty good time. Um, we were talking about uh, getting sort of, sort of like skeleton maybe and putting it up in a tree. Just like just lives up there in the tree. Yeah. Because what else are you going to use a tree for, honestly? You should pose the skeleton depending on how opposable they are. Uh, mm. Which is kind of like leaning on the tree, you know, uh, skull in its, its, its bones. Just kind of pondering, you know. Yeah. Whimsically looking outside. Huh. <laughs> that would be the intent and then it's just gonna look terrifying to children right it's just like it's it's, it's arms will like disconnect and it's just like holding its head in its own hands in front of it like uh what is it yeah headless horseman style or something like that um ooh, ooh. you're gonna have to cut this no no i don't think i will do i have it or do you um pretty sure it's me this this me this time Okay. You Foot can do note. a pun with a, a last poor Yorick. I knew him well. Poor Yorick. I knew him well. I actually don't know what that means. Well, you know, like uh, the Shakespearean, a last poor Yorick. No. <laughs> I no. actually don't. Okay. That was a weird place to put the cut. But, anyways, we cut there. I can't remember what we were talking about. Um, something about, about Halloween. Uh, oh, yeah, it's Halloween. Um, Candy's not normally that good, but the event is much better. It's kind of ironic in that way, right? Do you so I guess before I sway your um your opinion here. Christmas candy versus hol or Christmas candy and treats, I should say, versus Halloween candy and treats. What is your preference? I grew up Jewish. What the fuck is Christmas candy? Right. Um uh so there's Saint candy Nick. Canes? Right. He's got Nick right there. And then there's like Texas. It's got like Yeehaw. And then it's Oh, this ha. is such a, such a rough stuff. Ha, ha. <laughs> and then Nick. Uh, and that's it. Ah, Hanuk. Ah, okay. I see yeah. what you did there. Mm -hmm. We don't have anyone listening to this episode. Anymore. We can talk about whatever. <laughs> that's it. That's the end. But I mean, like, did you actually have Christmas candy? Because like we did... Like, it was on my dad's side. It was, you know, like, middle PA Christian type stuff. Like, we didn't mm -hmm. have candy canes. We had, like, the tubs of popcorn. Yeah, where it was, like, yeah. caramel and two other shitty flavors. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> yeah. Cheese, but not good. Cheese, popcorn. It's bad plain. cheese, popcorn. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, we did have... So, candy canes, I guess... You, we got to start there. Candy canes exist. I don't think they're good really um classic peppermint is probably the best everything else is just pure sugar yeah um, i like i like peppermint as a flavor but give me like a your peppermint patty mm -hmm. um because i can get the flavor of it but not have to worry about fashioning a weapon in my own mouth uh-huh yeah because well, consistently you'd you'd form a spike and then you try and stab your friends with it but more likely you're gonna stab yourself in the gums or or cheek uh-huh 
I mean, you, you say that like it's a downside, but there's not that many candies that we give kids that literally do turn into weapons at the halfway point. Um, <laughs> maybe there's a reason for that. I can't think of it. Um, for me, it's anything peanut related. It's a weapon immediately. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just self-weaponized. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, candy, candy canes, I guess. I wouldn't, I wouldn't rate them highly. If this was a tier list, I'd put them maybe B tier. Probably see they're more decorative than they are actual. Like this is a candy type thing I would eat. It, no, it I'm falls under stocking stuffer for me. Yes, yeah, it's that and the orange. And I mean that's not really a fight. Obviously, as a kid, the candy cane would win. But as an adult, you're like, ooh, that's. A... Okay. Then the orange is for me. Okay, I'll have the orange. But here's the thing: you fashion the candy cane as a knife to open the orange. That's ah, why they okay. give you both. <laughs> Now I have like, to hey, know, though, figured out. do you open oranges with a knife? So back in the day, we had like a little plastic thing mm-hmm. where it essentially was like, you know, how like a, it's like a zipper wedge. Okay. So you kind of like wedge it in and it's sure to like peel the skin. But it really, it's just causing tension between hmm. on the skin level. And then you use that to facilitate peeling it apart. Nowadays, like if I have any degree of nail or even if I don't, I'm just jamming my thumb in there and going <laughs> hell to leather. I'm like, we'll we'll find one in there. And maybe you have one wedge that's now not presentably eatable. Now, this is how I know that you grew up more upper class than I did. I didn't realize there was a tool you could use to open oranges. It, it was like a, a 20. Like if you saw it at a yard sale, you'd be like, oh, mm-hmm. this is from the 70s and I wouldn't pay more than a nickel for it. That's gotcha. the type of thing it was. It wasn't fancy by any means. Yeah, we used spoons, but that was also like not. I mean, you pretty much always destroy the orange to some extent or another, at least mm-hmm. during the entry point, the impact of the spoon into this uh, the sphere. Um, One so of the it's benefits not ideal just of the, the shitty plastic tool mm-hmm. is if you could preserve the skin to be a little more whole. Once the orange was peeled, what are you going to do with this orange peel? Throw it away? That would be a waste when mm-hmm. candles exist. Because, as any young boy knows, if you squeeze the skin of an orange peel, it oh, aerates yeah. all like the oil from the orange skin, which is flammable when it's that aerated and also an oil. So it made like the best flames. Mm-hmm. Just squeeze that into a candle. No, that's pretty legit. Um, this is where essential oil started probably also too. Uh, it's magic, you know, causes flame. Um, yeah, I guess oranges are okay. Chocolate oranges are amazing, and Christmas also has those. Yes. Um, I like chocolate. My hot take. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but, you know, uh, the orange flavor is also pretty good. Yeah, I think the chocolate orange is probably my first flavor mash. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, hey, these two things don't commonly go together, but they taste really good. And I was like, oh, I wonder how many other things are like this. Turns out a lot. But yeah, that's where I like I, to get my sugar. Chocolate. Well, the chocolate orange specifically. Ah, yeah, yeah. If we're talking think, like Jewish candy, mm, whole mm-hmm. different thing. Yeah, I mean, you can monologue for that one. Uh, <laughs> I definitely don't. I don't know much about them. Back when did, Pharaoh did kicked the Jews out of Egypt. <laughs> but that no, was manna, some... Dave. It was manna. <laughs> Manashevitz? Uh, <laughs> shout out to Manashevitz. Um, 
the first wine I ever had as a youth. Um, and since probably. Yeah. <laughs> you but, uh, there's a, I forget the company, but they do a lot of Jewish holiday, like common snacks, like the mm. little coconut balls. I don't know what those are called mm. offhand, but there is a brand of uh, like jelly slices, which is very common around Passover, I want to say. But if you imagine, like, if you go to any candy store, it's like a little half moon. Yes. Yeah. It's just of different flavors. But that's basically all it was. But they only had, like, four. Yeah, I think I think of them cherry, as orange, usually. Orange, that's lime. Yeah. But not, like, but, actual jelly. It's, like, that sounds a lot high. That sounds a lot better <laughs> than the crappy orange slices you can get. So the orange slices you're talking about, like, they come in the bags? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I had a lot of those growing up as a kid too, just because I'm like, oh, I have an allowance that I can use for whatever. Sugar. Uh-huh. But yeah, these are a little bit more soft uh, and they kind of specialize in flavors. So if you go to like an actual candy store or just like the candy section of like a Wegmans or a Giant, they'll usually mm-hmm. have more options like a blue raspberry, watermelon, mm-hmm. what have you. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't sound bad. I can't I can't remark to that, although that does sound pretty good. So maybe we do need to have we do we do have to put Hanukkah in the running as well. Um Should I start hosting Hanukkah? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Keep saying that. <laughs> um yeah, that's that's one way you make up for like the the blackout time of not seeing people over yeah. COVID times. <laughs> Just like well, people eight I'll... days in a row. <laughs> yeah. People um, people drive like two hours for like Mm-hmm. Let the candles like all right now fuck off so somewhat less controversial and into cookies or, or confections i do think christmas also tends to win out win out on cookies um snickerdoodles in particular very popular now some of these you could also technically eat for halloween but i mean you're not passing them out usually it would be a dedicated party or something like that which is common mm-hmm. around the christmas time on its own right um so I, I would I would also I would also favor Christmas uh, cookies I think to the standard things around Halloween. Um, as long as the- it's soft, I'm game. Mm-hmm. I don't like those that's, little brittle things they that. sell. <laughs> 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 Listen, I want to put in too much work. If it's soft, we'll... <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't like the the brittle and heavily iced ones mm-hmm. that just like snap. Nah. Yeah. Uh, controversial twist. How do you feel about eggnog? I like it in small doses, which mm-hmm. is, I think, how God intended it because they gave it like the smallest carton ever. They're like, oh, yeah. Please don't drink too much of this. <laughs> you, 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 this is actually poison and you'll die if you drink too much of this. It's like yeah. that and cider are just great seasonal beverages. Mm-hmm. But like eggnog is thick and rich and. I don't really mix it with anything, but it's just, it's a nice little, ooh, little once a year treat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I would never like buy some and then like have it throughout the week. That seems uh-huh. too much. That's, you're also pushing up against the, how long eggnog actually lasts before it goes bad. So, you know, gotta watch out for that too. Here, here's what you do you take some leftovers, put a little bit of eggnog in the pan, you got some scrambled eggnog. There you go. Easy, easy. I, I'm very curious what that would taste like. Probably terrible. Um, but like French toast or something, maybe? Like, I don't know. I don't know. 
I don't know how much egg is in it. If you could just make it French toast versus how much dairy. You can grill nog. Yeah, that's what they don't tell you. Hmm. Yeah, I'll be sure to pour some into my grill. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess on the opposite side, this is also maybe not the best topic we've ever impromptu'd, but um, on the opposite side, Halloween candy, I think it's undercut by just like, it's it's trick or treat. That's what holds it back, right? Like, because trick or treat is the most prevalent way for candy to be distributed, like we're not going to give kids the good stuff, right? Um, so like, what's what's the best like Halloween candy? It's actually just full size year round candy that you happen to get, right? You're like, oh, I got like a full Butterfingers, nice, <laughs> right? <laughs> or Snickers or. Unfortunately, some of the ones that are more Halloween themed, I think, are the peanut butter containing things. Um, what what I like is the candy or like the, the common treat for the holiday of Halloween is not mm-hmm. like, oh, like this is something we always do with our family. that has been passed on for generations. It's different brands of like, oh, we got Skittles. Oh, uh-huh. we got Reese's peanut butter cups. Uh-huh. And now like we're talking as adults. So like we don't give kids the good stuff. We're talking about like gas station snacks that we would pick out for us. Uh huh. Yeah. Like that's basically exactly. what we're talking about. We're like, this is the good prepackaged shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh huh. Right. <laughs> corporate Corporate America won, I guess, on on Halloween. I also think like Thanksgiving kind of steals some of the uh, the adulty good food that otherwise could have made it into Halloween. Because I keep thinking things like, oh well, I mean, like Halloween's it's got pumpkins and stuff. You're like. Yeah, it has pumpkins, but it's used for food in Thanksgiving, right? That's where the pies are. There's no Halloween pie. Yeah, so there's not really like Halloween specific dishes because, again, it's not like celebrated in that way. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not like, hey, get your family together and like have a meal type thing. So it doesn't have that. (laughs) It would be a desperate meal (laughs) if it was Halloween candy. Hey, mom and dad, what are you doing on October 31st? Uh, <laughs> or, yeah, we, were all, play, we were just going to go trick-or-treating for dinner. <laughs> oh. Eat all your skills before you have your chocolate. Uh-huh. Oh but I will gosh. say, like, if I'm ever planning something around Halloween to, like, have people over, mm-hmm. a good deal of it would be like, oh, this is just good party food, or, yes. hey, this is a good seasonal thing. So I think anything that involves, like, apples pumpkins if it's autumnal like if it it all falls under that so i feel like it does borrow from thanksgiving to a degree yeah yeah i agree with the seasonal the seasonal call now as far as like actual holiday halloween's like way better than christmas i think particularly as you get older um also if you're lazy and you don't put out like a bunch of christmas decorations like christmas decorations oftentimes go outside then you got to deal with the tree there's way much there's too much overhead in christmas halloween it's like you just put like a body bag in your lawn and you're good like that's all it takes you're that's it I, if you're lucky you already have one you know it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um i'm i'm trying to decorate a little bit more each year mm-hmm uh, get more themed instead of just being like ah these you know these colors no uh yes it is truly the halloween times um without like going like two out of budget mm-hmm. but i also don't want it to be like 
hey, I fake murdered somebody here. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've, I mean, I think we've all seen probably news stories of people who like really were in the spirit for Halloween and they're like really trying to sell something terrible happened on their lawn and then like the police show up and they're like, I know that this is probably fake, but on the off chance you well, see, killed someone and put them in this bag. Next year, you're like, well, last time I was going to put up the thing, but you know, the fucking cops came. <laughs> yeah. You're just del- we, you're... we know, Terry. We know. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, I don't have anything else to say about this topic. Okay. Oh. We can move on from Halloween. <laughs> Halloween should be good. Um, it should be good. I think it's it scales better as you get older. Christmas falls down. That becomes the child's the child's uh, thing, and Halloween goes up. Um, but part of that's probably because I never trick or treated. Really, I probably went like once. I went like once or twice. There's yeah. actually, it's either on Facebook, or my mom has um, the photos, real life intact photos, mm-hmm. of me and like some other kids went as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, nice. we were like you know like the smallest little kids. Mm-hmm. So like of course it just looked cute. Um, I might have done Zorro one year back when oh, that was good. a thing. That's good. Um, but yeah, it's just it's a it's a memory making holiday versus mm-hmm. like gotta see the fucking in laws type thing. Mm-hmm. Actually, when I came to uh, Pennsylvania originally, Jenny and I, uh, we didn't go trick or treating, but we stayed out with candy um, as zombies. So we had like fake blood all over our faces and stuff like that, and that's it's it's a partial enjoyment. I think it's good for that. Um, Do you try to scare the kids as you gave them the candy? No, we were very gregarious, but the problem was like the kids took the candy, and so I never did that again. I was like, if I had candy, why would I give it to kids? <laughs> like now I don't have candy anymore. Yeah, that doesn't seem like the play. Um. Okay, that's all I have to say about Halloween. <laughs> as as last thing, I will say it's very weird to looking back. Just in grand, like you knew all your neighbors to a degree in mm-hmm. like the development or wherever you were, but just so weird to like walk up to somebody like who you're not close with, and you're not like, oh, I know this person, uh-huh. and just knock at their door, and you're like, I hope they bring me candy. <laughs> it's uh-huh. just like that's the expectation. <laughs> It's really funny. The inverse here is like, don't talk to strangers. By the way, on this one holiday, make sure you talk to strangers as much as possible to maximize your candy profits. There's one pedophile politician who's like, I'm going to start a thing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it is kind of odd. mm -hmm. But I feel like a lot of holidays have odd traditions that stem from somebody did it once everyone's like yeah okay that's that's what it is Uh uh-huh and you can just you can just take stuff over like christmas was like a pagan holiday and it's like now people are like don't take christ out of christmas and stuff like that and it's like that wasn't even yours but sure whatever i I mean that was literally done to try and override the pagan holiday Mm -hmm. if i remember correctly Eh, i believe it this brings me back to my whole point christianity is a cult it's a cult (laughs) All right, we are at the uh, we are at the, the twenty three <laughs> minute mark. We can start on this. <laughs> I don't know what it'll come out after the edit. We're like three minutes in after we cut that first segment. So, how is Christianity a cult? 
Oh, are we actually going <laughs> to? I sat back in the chair. I moved the microphone <laughs> closer. Um, I don't know. Is it, is, is it against the uh, the spirit of the holidays to just dig on religion in a random talk cast? No, fuck them. Okay. I'm not them. I was going to say more <laughs> of, do you remember any other specific traditions that you grew up with, either around holidays or maybe just with your family? Hmm. I mean, uh, mostly the traditional stuff like visit grandma on Thanksgiving mm-hmm. sort of things. Um, very traditional, I guess, for the most part. Um, my parents were like, were, they're still around as far as I know. Um, very, very uh, kind of conservative, but not even like prior to political conservative, more like crazy religious kind of corner. Um then later more political. Um, and so I, I honestly think that's probably the reason Halloween kind of died off is we just didn't really celebrate it. Uh, Cause why would we celebrate something that's associated with the devil and demons and witches and all this stuff, right? Like literally that is the reason that wasn't a thing. I feel like, like our lives could be so much more, fun and interesting and ju- or just at least not tainted if mm-hmm. we didn't grow up with christian parents because like i know you've mm-hmm. talked about like your parents destroying your pokemon cards because yeah like ah evil um i'm Pocket sure i had juice. a degree of some of that where certain things got judged unnecessarily um which at the time caused me to kind of more rubber band in the other way when yeah. you get to those rebellious years of like my parents don't know shit now, to uh-huh. be fair, looking back, they probably didn't actually know as much. Um, yeah, that's, yeah. You go through rubber bands of phases, but. Um, I guess it, I guess it is a phase, but I, I share the same impression. I want to agree with you on that. Is there was um, my grandparents in particular. I remember one in particular. Um, she's passed now, but I mean, I have fond memories of her in general. Um, and uh, I remember her at some point saying, respect your elders. And I was like, okay. And then I thought about it when I was later and I was like, what does that mean? Right? Like, cause I get it, but also that's a very specific sort of respect and not to like all lives matter, <laughs> black lives matter type thing. But it, I had that thought for respect. I was like, why sh- should I disrespect other people and elders are just exempt from that? Or are elders more worthy of respect? than other people which i think is the intent she was trying to get across with that and i came to just like disagree with that right like i'll be checking out like taco bell and try to consciously call the like 17 year old girl at the the that's like handing me the soda (laughs) ma'am or like the guy sir or whatever right because like i had one person do that for me once when I was working at Sears mm-hmm. as a freaking teenager. And I was like, that felt kind of nice. That's cool. And so like, why not respect everybody until they prove they don't deserve it? Right? Like that's a much better life lesson to tell people. Why base all of this on like some, this comes back to your point, right? It really feels like I've gone off in the left field, <laughs> but like you're investing authority arbitrarily. Yeah, don't, and, don't don't do that. And it's not like parents and adults know 
what they're talking about all of the time. They're just grown up kids. And some often, of them have gone through enough trauma that they don't have fun anymore. And that's it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like respect your elders was just, I mean, granted, it's not like a terrible practice on its own, um, but probably more so for like a kids, please stop being shitty. I need a, a fucking minute. Respect uh-huh. your elders type thing, which again yes. is probably fair. Respect um, my authority. <laughs> but really, I don't know. I feel like, if we're breaking it down, I feel like respect specifically needs to be earned. Mm-hmm. But like at face value, let's say I meet somebody at like a um, social gathering or something, or I run into them at like the grocery store, they're checking me out type thing. Right. Um, I mean, you're just like, I am that good. <laughs> 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 These watermelons are free. <laughs> yeah, watermelons, plural. Um, but like treat people with politeness and like a degree of respect. Like, don't mm. come in swinging out a stranger ever. Yeah. It's like, I was on calls with, like, different insurances and stuff today to be like, the fuck are you guys doing? Mm. But, like, I was very polite. And I talked to them and said, hey, here's my current understanding of what the thing is. Um, what information do you know? And, like, let's come to an understanding or something. Mm-hmm. Do I necessarily respect those people? Maybe not. But, like, treat them as people, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah, working like, in retail helps with that too. Yes. Because it's like when you are basically reduced to a point of service for something, um, you start to see other people who have also been reduced to a point of service. Yes. You got to figure everybody's had minimum wage jobs or something at some point or something where like they're just doing something to get by and it's not what they want for their whole life, but like this is just the interaction you have with them right now. So I don't know. Don't be a cunt, right? Like whenever I get off the phone with somebody or even like on like work calls and I'll be talking to somebody with something like, Hey, like, thank you so much for, uh, I was trying to like say, Hey, thank you so much. I really, I really appreciate that. Yeah. Regardless of what the degree of it is, maybe you answered, you gave me a number that I was looking for and that was it. Thanks. Mm -hmm. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Cause like, what's the other thing? Like, Fuck you. <laughs> I don't know. Try and leave I mean, like the default lasting impression. Right. Yeah. Just but accepting. As somebody who is often hurt, I know it's not received as, oh, he's just busy and dismissive. It yes, usually comes yes. off as like, why does that person hate me? What did I do wrong? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, that's why religion's bad. Um, no. Do we want to start talking more about Crusades or where, where, where we at? <laughs> <laughs> no, there's more to it than that. I don't know. I, I I think that there are good religions out there, or I'm of the opinion that there's non-harmful religions or beneficial religions, or maybe even that many religions have beneficial aspects to them, including community and Christianity and stuff like that. But I don't know. The, <laughs> the cost of separating one group from another group we already talked about this like we talked about tribal groupings and things like that um i think it sends extends beyond a lot of the benefits um but i also don't really want to convince people of something that they the opposite of something i don't want to get people to turn away from something that is making their life better 
in the immediate term, if that makes any sense. I know people that are happy um, that are religious. And I wouldn't really want to try to convince them anything else. Just like, good on you. I thought about it a lot and I am not there. (laughs) So I'm I'm fine if people have their whatever individual beliefs. I'm not trying to infringe upon that. Mm -hmm. Um, But Christianity just being the example I'm most familiar with, there's a lot of stuff... Now, this not everybody might subscribe to the exact same Christianity, but mm-hmm. it exists in pretty like the wide sweeping swaths throughout the country mm-hmm. and other places is homophobia as an example, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's codified in the Bible that homosexuality is a sin. Now, as nice as pie as Christians may be on the surface, um, I had a friend who like recently transitioned and mm-hmm. he grew up in the church as well. I should say they grew up in the church as well. Um, and they like were talking to some friends and trying to like, say like, hey, they were of the mind that they couldn't continue to be friends with somebody who, as much as they might say that they love that person at face value, as, might, as much as they might like want to spend time with them, in the back mm-hmm. of their minds, they're saying like, hey, this person is a sin. I don't agree with their lifestyle. Yeah, And like mm-hmm. it's a constant, they could never be on the same page with that. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to reconcile that. That's one of the one of the hardest points, I think, of Christianity. Did I ever talk about? We must have talked about our our, our religious backgrounds at some point on the episode. We, we have here and there. Yeah, I don't know if we ever went into full detail, but it's one of those things that always just comes up intermittently, mm-hmm. like Elden Ring. <laughs> yes, Elden Ring and <laughs> our religious roots, <laughs> right there. Um, religious yeah, I mean, roots. That- Oh, I see what you did there. Because the roots are actually from the tree. The tree, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But, I mean, that was a similar story for me. That was kind of like one of the insightful, not insightful, inciting um, uh, incidents or something like that was I realized that I was being a jerk to someone online because they were, you know, um, I think she she was gay. And when I found that out, this person who was otherwise being friendly with, I was like, I instinctively as a teenager basically was just like just reject this person like like just reject them get them away from you all this stuff and i literally like got up walked away from the computer and then thought about it for a second i was like i wouldn't have used this word back then but translating to current vernacular am i a douchebag and i came to the conclusion yes actually I am being hurtful for no justifiable reason. Like this is a friendly person who is being friendly to me. And I started rejecting them because of my insecurity in this and what I've been taught about um, how homosexuality is a sin and things like that. And I went back and I thankfully had the opportunity to apologize. And she was gracious enough to just be like, should accept it. Um, And I mean, like, it's not like we talked a bunch. These were the early internet uh, years when you just kind of like just met people online and you talk to them for a bit and then they just vanish into the ether. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it was an important like moment for me where I was like, just because somebody else is different and your group tells you that you should, that they should be treated a different way or like they shouldn't be accepted as they are, that there is something wrong with them. That's not like a justifiable reason to actually treat them different in any way. And also there's something wrong that people 
who are nice to you, that are friendly, um, that you intrinsically think that they're sinful. And that kind of just started like tearing at the, it was a little bit of like tearing at the fabric of just mm-hmm. like what caused me to be this way in this moment. Yeah. Um, there was, um, I know I've mentioned my cousin, Kevin before mm-hmm. Kevin would never listen to this podcast, so I can dunk on him freely. Um, mm-hmm. all Kevin's actually, <laughs> if your name is Kevin, fuck you. <laughs> I, don't, I don't dislike my cousin, Kevin. I think he'd occasionally be like a bit of a wanker. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm only borrowing that term because my dad would use it often to describe <laughs> certain people. I'm like, I like that. I'm a bit of a wine. It's, it's a good one. Yeah. Um, but he was, as long as I knew him, very anti-authority, anti-establishment. So I did model his example a little bit to a degree. And I was like, mm-hmm. why is he the way that he is? Uh, another one was I was hanging out with again, people who I don't like normally associate with, I'm not super close with my aunt and uncle on my mom's side. Mm-hmm. And I forget how the, it came up in conversation, but essentially I made the statement of, I really sh- hope that like nobody gay hits on me. Now, again, I'm very young, so it's not like I was in the market or uh, yeah. anybody was attracted to like a 13 year old me to my knowledge. But, mm-hmm. and they just said like, Why? That's all they said. Just why? And I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know. It was, it was and like they provided like good things of like it's not a bad thing. And it's just right. oh, somebody thinks that you're attractive. They're hitting on you. That's if anything, a very nice thing. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm the age that I am and have a degree of life experience, I'm like, oh yeah, I was an asshole back then. Yeah, right. Because I remember the last time I was hit on at a bar, mm-hmm. which is sad because it's been many years. Uh, get to it people thank you um, well, you stopped going to bars that was the main problem I should it was also the last more. time <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was out in Philly with uh, somebody who I was dating at the time mm-hmm. and it was like somebody, maybe it's her birthday or something but I went to go get like a refill on drinks so go back to the bar trying to like mm-hmm. order like some pretzels and cheese and there's like a very very drunk uh, trans person uh, with their friend mm-hmm. and like they kept hitting on me. They're like, "Hey!" And like they had the bit of like the the drunks sway, uh-huh, you know. Yeah. Um, and they were very friendly and polite. They weren't like overly aggressive, but they were yeah. made it very forward and known that they were interested in me. And their mm-hmm. friends like, "I'm sorry." I was like, "No, this is this is great. Thank you." I was like, "Sorry, mm-hmm. I'm not interested. I'm currently taken as well." But I mm-hmm. I did appreciate it in the moment. And it's such a shift from when I like, grew up, and it's just, uh, gross. And then I later realized like, oh, it's not gross at all. It just was different. And I just couldn't comprehend that at the time. Mm -hmm. I think it takes, I think it takes an an interaction like that. It takes someone experience, someone experience of someone asking you why, or yourself asking you why you're reacting like that. Cause I really do feel like. I I want to interject to say, I think that's true. If if you were brought up that way specifically, yeah, you need those experiences to check yourself. Whereas I feel if people don't grow up that way, they probably wouldn't default to that mm-hmm. as as much, maybe. Yeah, and that, I, that's a line around what I was going to say, which was like, if you are gro- if you grow up in a society that's going to treat these other groups, these other people as other people, as other groups. Like it's just going to reinforce that initial 
lack of a question. I don't want to be hit on by a gay guy or like she's different. Um, she's gay. And uh, I think that that's a sin. So I'm not going to be comfortable talking to her as friendly as I was before. Like um, if you're in a group that and surrounded by people that encourage that, there you go. You know, 50 years pass and you're in the same headspace. Um, you've done nothing but cultivate that experience. Then it takes something like, uh, like your kid comes out and you're faced with the question once more, you know, you didn't have the opportunity earlier in life. Now it's here. How do you treat the people that you don't understand? Um, and I mean, that's the reason it's beneficial to have people that ask you that question. Why? You're acting out or you're being a jerk to this person. Why is that? That's how you get kids that, you know, start off just ostracizing others to stop doing that. As you, you, you give them the opportunity for some introspection. And if they think about it and they understand it and they're, they're empa- uh, empathic about it, then, you know, that's, that's room to grow. So. Yeah. Growing up, having empathetic people around you just ooh, wonders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think like, I, I was just going to say like, that was me talking to a lot of people online, right? Like a lot of different opinions. Some of them are Christian. Some of them weren't people from games, all that stuff. And I was just like, dang, people are different. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever have the phase of being atheist? And you're like, I've got to save all these Christian people. And you became like <laughs> the battle atheist. Oh, and you're yeah, like, I'm yeah. going to use logic and reason to dismantle these fucking Christian. <laughs> I Did was never have that. <laughs> I don't think I was ever like fedora twirling. But I definitely had a moment. It was probably after, um, I guess, falling away or uh, it's not apotheosis. That's ascending to godhood. Um, That's definitely something in Isaac. (laughs) Yeah. But it's also the, uh, what is it? Um, Apostate. Becoming an apostate. Um, Apostasis. I don't know what it is. Anyways. there was a moment where it, cause the thing that broke it down for me, was like the three chair principle. If God is all, all good and all powerful and all knowing, why is the world the way it is? That's the core of it. I'm not going to, mm-hmm. you know, break open the shell. That is that, uh, cause a bunch of people already have, um, but that applied with certain examples throughout creation and the Bible and my life and my family's life led me to be like, yep. <laughs> doesn't add up <laughs> uh something something's wrong here and i don't even i don't know maybe god exists i just don't think that he exists in the way that christianity thinks he does and i don't think that he's particularly good if he is that powerful and that's basically the side i landed on and there's no reason to really believe he exists outside of if you need something to believe you needed something to kick it all off but yeah, I truck, you know, who knows what that is? Yeah. I was about to put on my fedora for like a second there. Um, mm-hmm. I think a lot of my thing was initially Christianity was my whole life for a time because I did up through elementary school. And then during the entirety of middle school, I was homeschooled because mm-hmm. um, I didn't want to. 
it was just me as a kid not wanting to go to school and mom being like this is an alternative and like okay let's do that mm-hmm. and i was a smart enough kid and i su- succeeded with that and at a point i'm like i'm gonna kill my parents because <laughs> it was just i had no separation and i needed to uh-huh. integrate with other people so i went back to like high school but i was still a uh-huh. christian kid right um and i would like even invite my friends like youth group stuff and it was like it wasn't weird but i was also the one guy i, I was the only one in my friend group but people were like chill we just hang out and stuff i didn't like try and pressure people or anything like that mm-hmm. but it was just cool to hang out with people and i'm glad that they were willing to come along with me to my weird shit yeah. um but when i eventually came out of that i'm like oh what is my god um mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, it's probably logic and reason. Things that, you know, you can empirically prove. Um, so I definitely leaned more into like logic and science and math um, mm-hmm. to kind of determine who I was as a person and what I valued. Things that made sense. Things that could be understood and defined. Right. Um, so there's definitely a period where I wanted to validate my existence by shitting on other people who were in this incorrect train of thought right um to make up for the years i'm like no it's me who was right <laughs> um, but i, I think, think we've, we've simmered down since by a long shot yeah yeah i mean like i don't know you as a militant atheist or anything like that i think it's i think i i, I respect the people who think about it truthfully and honestly and then come to a conclusion kind of regardless i i do have a measure i'm not like except everything so it's like i do think that if you think about it logically and you follow the same train of thought i had and you have the same preconception of god that i had kind of like in contemporary christianity um there are some things that don't add up but would i convince people of that like i have a friend um in uh australia and i hadn't talked to her for like a very very long time i talked to her recently um a couple a couple months back and um like i was just like hey haven't reached out in years how are things going (laughs) basically (laughs) um and she was like oh it's it's good and all this stuff and um like she's very religious like hyper involved with her church um married to someone who's also very religious they have a baby who I assume will be very religious and not necessarily in a bad way, always in a kind, loving, all of this way. I make I make all types of assumptions here, but I don't have anything bad to say about her for that. Right. And I was like thinking about this and I was like talking about all these concepts, catching up and things like that. And here's this one. The last time we talked, I was a Christian and now I consider myself like an ex-Christian essentially um and i was like i kind of just want to brush over this like i don't feel any need to introduce complication or make you feel bad if you believe that my soul is in jeopardy now right like yeah why would i put you in that position let's just talk about you know birds and chipmunks and stuff yeah honestly it's i like the heart to heart discussions. Uh, if you remember the one time I went on that work trip in another country, I was with mm-hmm. another coworker of ours who was really is religious. Yeah. And we did end up get to like talking about stuff and it was nice having like a drunken back and forth. 
we're mm-hmm. just asking questions um, to each other. And it was like a nice, honest, genuine thing. And I like stuff like that. I like yeah. to be challenged. I like to challenge if it's an honest thing. I hate, though, if somebody has like an underlying. They're trying to get like a point across or like selling. They have an agenda. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever noticed this with people, but sometimes you can. Their, their manner of speech or communication is in such where it's like, Late some breadcrumbs, or some breadcrumbs, loaf of bread, and you're uh, like, ah, that's that's what it is. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. and that's almost the, like there's a script. You're, they're reeling yeah. you in for the for the payoff. They look at their cue cards to memorize my Christian talking points, and <laughs> yeah, it's essentially that. But I mean, mm-hmm. at least I was taught that to a degree. Of if somebody questions your belief, how can you minister to them? How can you try and convert them how can you have them join your cult um apologetics yeah yeah which is different than what i thought it was initially (laughs) it does yeah it sounds like it's going to be the study of good apologies but no it's defending one's faith what's the other one that's very confusing well i don't know what we're talking about (laughs) um god it's basically like just talking to people but the other version of the word or phrase, sorry, forensics versus uh, forensic science, mm-hmm. two entirely different things. I yeah. once went to like a forensics thing as a kid. I'm like, there's a class for this. That's so cool. Because <laughs> like at the time I was like, oh, science to figure out murders and whatnot. And there's uh-huh. just people talking. And I looked at my parents. I'm like, yo, I don't know who fucked up, but uh, this sucks. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't think I have all of. I definitely don't have all the answers. I might not even be right, but I thought about it and was true to the conclusions I came to. And I think that's basically the most you can do. And then just try not. This goes back to uh, don't be a C. The lesson Dave was espousing earlier. Uh, yeah, don't be a C or like don't be a jerk to people. It's you know. Golden rule, unless you're a masochist. That's the way to live life. Um, treat others like you want to be treated. <laughs> yeah. And I I listen to people a lot because I think in general, I just do not talk as much as other people talk. Um, also, people like to share stuff or just go on about things. So I've heard people talk about like a number of things, whether it's like people I know, people from work or other stuff. Um, and sometimes I will hear people talk about somebody who granted, like they're complaining about something so minor, so, so minor, so vehemently. Mm-hmm. And I try to like tell the person like, Hey, I agree with you. They, they sound shitty, but honestly, like if they're complaining about this, this is the biggest thing they have going on in their life. Right. Yeah. Like this is huge to them. So mm-hmm. either like the rest of their life is fucking peachy or, or there's a shitty person. This is like their one thing. Um, yeah. But try and like approach it with like a d- degree of empathy because mm-hmm. I don't know. Everybody has their own shit, their own backstory. I'm not saying as use it as like a, a, a giant broom to sweep away people's bullshit. Um, right. I think you can love people without forgiving all of the things that they do. That's true. That makes yeah. sense. No, that's pretty profound. 
Um, I think context or not context, but scope helps for some things like that. Right. You were describing like um, people complaining about day to day issues. And I think we talked about this recently, like that is relative to scale. Rich people have completely different issues and they probably worry about them a fair amount. Middle-class people have a set of issues and they worry about them a fair amount. Poor people have a set of issues and that might be life-threatening, you know, and they, but they worry about them. But it's like, it's not like you're going to cross a threshold and then be like, that's it. No more stress hormone. I'm oh, yeah. good. Like, so like people are dealing with all kinds of crap throughout their lives and you don't know what, like to them, like what scale their response is. Right. So what seems insignificant to one individual could be very significant to the person and how they feel is valid, regardless of, you know, the situation that they're in. Yeah. <laughs> I was a uh... okay, go ahead. It it felt like initially there was agreement, but then after you finished that, I was like, I probably phrased my thing a little bit poorly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I well, I mean, poorly. No, it's all good. I think I think you got it. I uh, this is this is completely random by comparison, but I remember when I was like a little kid, not a little kid, probably a teenager. I was like, uh, we didn't live in like a big city or anything like that. It was a small kind of like urban area not near a, a, a major city but rural would be the word for it um i was like dang you ever like have those nights where it's outside there's like no light pollution and it's just the cosmos you're just like here are the stars mm-hmm. i was like looking up and i was like and those are honestly like some of the most religious feeling moments i've experienced in my life um it's just the concept like we're spinning really fast right now and I'm like number whatever of 7 billion. And I was really concerned about how what grade I got on that final I just took. But man, I'm spinning really fast right now, right? Like there's like everyone else is worried about something. And you walk down a street and everyone else is worried about something. Um, So much so that that's mostly what they focus on and they don't see you as much because of it. And it's just, it grants perspective. It's hard to like get as upset at the little things or try to like nitpick people or poke with people you disagree with when it's like, man, it's so small, right? That's what yeah. she said. But also like <laughs> all of this is so In small. In the grand scheme of things, your penis <laughs> is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It helps. No, it, it does. Um, I think we talked about this on a previous episode of getting upset at video games. I think that was the context. Oh yeah. yeah. And just like sometimes you need to like step away from things because it really Mm -hmm. just does. You just need the recontextualization. Like the feelings you have are valid regardless Mm -hmm. of when you're feeling them. Um, But at the same time, you should not let them, your emotions should not control you entirely at any given point. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't try and like snub them. You should feel them freely. Um, but it shouldn't be your life. So like yeah. anytime I have, if I like feel like shit, either physically or emotionally, it doesn't magically go away. But a lot of times, like I take it with a grain of salt and the other potions I take. Um, mm-hmm. 
Salt's part of it. A little bit of sugar, a little bit of salt. Salt potion? Everything nice. That's just salt water, Dave. (laughs) You will throw Uh, up. (laughs) I don't swallow. I just gargle. Um, Ah, okay. That's acceptable. But like you talk to other people and you hear about what's going on with them or you're like, oh, there's a fucking hurricane happening. Mm -hmm. And you're like, my thing doesn't seem like the worst thing. (laughs) You know? Um, Yeah. I mean, it is. I, I, I think that like imagine starving children in Africa is a little bit played out at this point, but it doesn't have to go that far. It's just like, it doesn't have to be literally go to the extremes. No, it's just context for it. It's very easy to have things go wrong and catastrophize them because it's easy to connect the dots of this thing's going wrong. This other thing's going wrong, which means this thing's going to go wrong. Yeah. And like life's not perfect by any means. Whole bunch of shit, whole bunch of fuck shit happens all the time. Um, a stack. Yeah, it's <laughs> in order. <laughs> oh, all right, everybody, back out. In reverse order. Um, <laughs> but it's not the end of everything. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, yeah. I feel like I've had so many of these conversations throughout my life, and like my hard cut off is if my hard was cut off. You know, like right. if I lost my dick. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that would definitely influence how I approach life to the point uh, that I uh, might not want to approach life yeah. or if I couldn't eat food, you know? Um, right. But that's the scale for you. Other people have been in that position and they've still found, you know, other things to worry about. <laughs> What's <Yeah>. that situation <laughs> taken care of? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's, I feel like we're, are we circling? What's the, drain? the opposite of yeah? The opposite of circling <laughs> the drain, though. Like we're we started at the drain, and we've spun out since. We're now somewhere. Uh-huh. Yeah, we're rapidly just head. rowing backwards. But then I take the mic and I start rowing towards the drain, and you become cognizant of how far we've been circling, and you start rowing backwards. Yeah. Um, the, the TLDR is um, Christianity is a cult, as most religions are, but I don't know. Try and interact with people in a positive way and try and understand where they're coming from even if they're not the most approachable even if you don't like what they're doing again you don't have to like be their friend you don't have to do nice things for them mm-hmm. you just have to not kill them and harbor yeah. hate because it just <laughs> it. It burns so much of your time uh-huh. so much of your time and energy Cain and Abel made that mistake, and we're you know we're still here. It's so hard not to also, kill people. Oh my gosh! <laughs> also, I grew up at a point not liking or understanding gay people. Right mm. now, if somebody just wrote me off, they're like this fucking homophobe over here. Mm. Okay, maybe I wouldn't be in the situation I'm in now, right? Where I don't have a whole lot of gay friends. I'm sure I have a handful here and there, but like yeah. I don't dislike anybody for who they are yeah. uh, and i needed somebody to check me several people to check me and other life experiences to get to that point so maybe you can be the life experience for somebody else right yeah a friendly check sometimes all it takes you know kickstart uh you, you can't change people but if someone has the potential for that empathy you may be able to kickstart it and that is pretty much what the world needs a kickstarter a kickstarter related if you're a fan of the show we have financial decision <laughs> <laughs> um, we should yeah, just, I mean, I can, we should just make a bucket 
uh-huh. that can exist for free and just see who puts money in it. Just like a coffee uh, thing or something like that, where people can just buy you yeah, coffee. Like a, yeah, like a... Yeah. And just see how much money we can accrue. We'd only put it It'd back be... into this. And granted, we'd, we could probably just buy a coffee. I don't think we'd make much. No. But... Yes. And like not a f- flavored coffee or anything like that. <laughs> it's it's, it's going to be beans and water. Like that's that's where we're at. Um, oh, they haven't filtered the beans out of the water. They're just <laughs> no, in the water just, as well. I just dump them in. <laughs> Eat this. You mean? Dr- oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it would be really funny though to like talk about religion for the better part of an episode and then cap it off with like, we need you to send in your uh, seed donations uh, to, to to our faithful faith based organization. Um, gotta have faith. Um, maybe you don't though. I'm not going to even ask you for words of advice because this was probably like words of advice and soul searching the episode, you know. Also, fuck candy canes the episode. Yeah, you know, they're not. They're dangerous. Don't do that. Um, But yeah, if you guys have great holiday snacks, what are your favorites? Or deep and insightful stories of how you found or fell away from religion. uh, You can send those into soapstonepodcast at gmail.com. Or join the discussion on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. And as always, we'll see you in the next one. Have a good night.